This is A Drink with a Friend. I'm Tish Oxenreiter. And I'm Seth Haynes. Tish, what uh, what beverage do you bring to the table today? Um, I am drinking my summer mocktail. So this is my sparky water with a splash of apple cider vinegar and a squeeze of lime, which sounds gross, but it's not. And my sparky water of choice is black cherry. It's a little bit of an odd combo, but I'm going with it and it's pretty good. Huh. I wonder uh, if anyone out there has tried this yet. I would love to hear from listeners <laughs> if you've tried this and what you think of it. I love it. And it's good for the digestion and stuff. Like without getting into details, it's good for you. So I recommend it's, it's highly. Things moving? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It gets the things moving? I wasn't going to say that, but exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, here for you. <laughs> Thanks for picking that up. Seth, how about you? No what worries. are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking cold coffee um, from Hailfellow. And this is not, I'm not drinking cold coffee as in iced coffee or as that in That was going to be my know, next bottled. question. Is it on purpose yeah, or accidental? No, it's <laughs> totally not. It was, I ordered coffee this morning and then I sat down and I started working and I got lost in the vortex of work and emerged and realized, oh, I haven't had a single sip of coffee. So now I have many, many ounces of cold Room temperature, I guess. Uh, coffee, mm-hmm. but my office is kind of cold, so it's it's almost cold. <laughs> it works, right? I came That's very close to making cold coffee today. We're entering the stage where we keep cold coffee concentrate in the fridge, mm. just yep, that's for smart. the summer. But we're not there yet. But we probably will be by next week. So yeah, gotta- how is it, how are you not there yet? Is it not hotter than Hades down there in Austin? Oh, it is. It's in the upper nineties already. I, it's just I think we've been so swamped with you know this is the last week of school that. I haven't been outside much other than like early in the morning to check the garden until the mosquitoes get me and then I go back inside. But next week I'll start getting back outside again and I'll care. Wait, (laughs) wait, pause. You have mosquitoes in Austin? I thought it was a desert. No, 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 no. It's, it's mosquito haven here. It's not, it's not the dry Texas that a lot of people think it is. There is a line in Texas that kind of cuts diagonally. We've actually felt it because when you drive, uh, to Oregon almost every summer. So it goes, it cuts through Abilene. And once you get through Abilene, it gets dry. But anything east of Abilene is pretty sticky, wet mosquito haven. It's unfortunate. So what you're telling me is in Austin, you get all of the hot of hell and then also yeah. all of the mosquitoes of hell? You get um, all of the negatives and none of the benefits of summer in Austin. That sucks. This is why we go to Oregon in the summer. This is why Mm. that was the condition of moving back here is that we we leave town whenever the summer hits. (sighs) Unfortunately, we're not this summer, but we are going to be traveling nonetheless. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, that I mean, (sighs) I'm down with that. I just uh, (laughs) – listen, that's another strike against Austin. But you guys do have amazing food and a good literary scene. Exactly. We have good. We have good other things. We have good um, people made things. And honestly, it's actually geographically quite pretty. You just need to sit in water for those months for it to be huh. palatable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So weird. You have to water a lot, and yet still the mosquitoes <laughs> find a way to survive. I don't understand. But anyway, we're getting significantly off topic uh, today. <laughs> so Tish, what we haven't done in a while is just chat about the things right. that we're liking in the world. That's right. You know, yeah. And I feel like we're. I, I think I feel like we're kind of due for a catch up. I think we're due for a catch up. Uh, our topics have been heavy the past few weeks. 
the news has been heavy, so it's for good reason. And many of us, especially for parents, but honestly, I think if we're just human beings, we're kind of brain dead or at minimum fried in mid-May. Uh, and so we just need something lighthearted. We need to remember that we're just people. And yeah, that's what sounds good to me for this week's topic as well. What even is a brain? I know. It's funny. As a teacher, as an English teacher in particular, it's humorous to me to watch my students, you know, several of whom are seniors, all of whom are upperclassmen, just lose their words, like their literal <laughs> words these last few weeks. And these are the smart kids. These are like smart, near adult kids who read hard stuff and they just forget basic words. And I'm with them. I get it. So the brain does not compute right now. I am. I just finished a stack of essays to grade and... I can barely keep it together. So that's me. And I know you've been busy at yeah. work too, right? Oh, it's been crazy. Yeah. And I'm at that point where outside of work, brain no makes words. Right. So <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Brain no makes words. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess that brings us to um, what we're talking about today. Just the lighthearted good yeah. stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to let the other podcasts tackle the heavy stuff in the world. Uh, and right. there are some good ones who are doing it. So go listen to them. Mm -hmm. We'll tackle other yep. heavy stuff later, potentially. Mm -hmm. But for today, we're talking about what we like to, uh, what, what we're liking right now, particularly in the realm of, you know, the good creative stuff. So what we, what we listen to, what we read, what we are reading and what we're watching. And maybe there's a potpourri thrown in there too. Not like actual potpourri, but like That's right. an extra. Right. Land right. Yap, it's basically the stuff we like to talk it. about at the end of each show, but we're going to just dedicate a whole show to it. Which I really like. So tell me, let's start mm -hmm. with, what are you listening to? That seems like a good thing to start with. Okay. Well, this is my most lighthearted of the three. It's a little bit like I was trying to find something genuinely low-key for all three topics. And my other two are thinkers, but that's okay. Thinking can still be enjoyable as a form of you know entertainment. My listening to right now is a playlist. I make a playlist. I try to make a playlist every season. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But I tend to be pretty religious about my summer playlists. And I think it's because there is something that feels very different about the end of spring and the start of summer as a parent with kids in school and especially as a teacher who you know, works by a school year. So it's sort of a summer kickoff to create a playlist. And so I just added a bunch of songs to my summer 22 playlist. And I've been listening to it on repeat. And one thing I find interesting mm. is that usually it's pretty like peppy, uh, definitely not like pop music, but more in the realm of pop rock than normally. But this one is pretty folksy. And I don't know what that says about my mindset. Nothing is like too uh, mopey, you know, it's not emo yeah, or anything, yeah. it's just folksy. Yep. So it's a lot yep. of like head in the heart and uh, Lumineers somewhat, Camp, um, I don't know, Drew Holcomb, Abby Cates, that kind of stuff. So just very like floating yep. in a river kind of sound. And I That's like good. it. That's good. Like you're yeah. in an inner tube. Uh, mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the river there in, in Austin? There's a number of them. Oh, that one is like Travis. Well, it, the Guadalupe. But um, right by our house, we've got a different one, San Gabriel. There's a ton of tubing around here um, because there's a lot of rivers. So, yeah, exactly that kind of so thing. Do so, just, I don't know. You just like you just like get in a tube with a can of beverage and float from <laughs> one place to the next? 
Is that what you kind of yeah, like you do? It's it's sort of funny. It's cheap. It's somewhat tacky, but hey, as long as you throw away your trash, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it, it keeps you somewhat cool-ish without spending the tons of money it takes to go to Lake Schlitterbahn, which is our huge water park. That's amazing, but also costs like three hundred bucks for my family to go to, and we're not going to oh do my that gosh, all the time. That's ridiculous. That's that stupid. Kind of thing. Right. That's so painful. tubing it is. And so I think that's just the vibe I had when I made this. I don't overthink it. I don't sit there and think like, what do I want? What mood do I want to convey? It's just, we've talked about this many times that songs have seasons. And so it's just sort of like whatever I'm in the mood for goes into that seasonal playlist of mine. And it just so happened that a lot of them had that, I want to sit in a tube mood. So I guess that's me telling myself to go do so. Yeah. So, so tell me what on that playlist would surprise me? <laughs> um goodness i'm looking through it right now there's not a lot that would surprise you maybe other than so one thing that's always true is i i don't pick new songs really like i i don't care that much about new songs um i just like what i like however my daughter uh shocker that she's a 17 year old girl who is somewhat of a harry styles fan i know mm. she's very original that way um he had a new album drop I don't know if you knew this. I know this because I did. I saw this today on, I saw this today on uh, iTunes. Okay. Okay. Well, the new single that's out from that called as it was is on this playlist and it's actually pretty decent. I actually think Harry Styles is quite talented. Um, And so I have a Harry Styles song on this playlist and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't be ashamed of that at all. No. He's good. But I did really I good. did read an interesting uh this piece of gossip yesterday about Harry Styles and um you know Jason Sudeikis? Yes. Uh, I mean, such a funny guy and I think his marriage broke up over his wife right. chasing after old Harry Styles. Sis, who was oh, really? very sad. Anyway, yeah, I think that's true. I, did I not know we'll that. have to look that up. That may be gossip that is uh, defamatory. <laughs> right. And if it is, we are, then we're, we're going to get we're not sued. The Us Weekly of we're not the Us Weekly of podcasts, so who knows? Really, I'm the most out of touch person there is, and so it's purely my daughter's fault that I even know what Harry Styles' music sounds like. However, um, I am not at all endorsing him as like a model of character here or anything other than just well, a good I- musician. No, well, listen, nor am I uh, just, you know, endorsing Jason Sudeikis, but I will say that uh, Ted Lasso, I mean, mm. so funny, so good, I so funny. I haven't seen it. That's what I mean. Mm, I'm out of it. So funny. It's just I'm like one light of the five and people. good. I have still not watched season two because I don't want to ruin season one. But right, that's right. I've heard it's great. That. Yep, it is. Very cool. Okay. Well, how about you then? What are you listening to these days? Anything special? Well, so my algorithms got completely jacked up on iTunes, and I'm I'm very frustrated by this. Um, so I, I was that. showing my kids. Uh, I guess it was probably about two months ago. I started showing them like all of the bad '90s music and hair music, and then somehow we got into like all the bad Christian music of the nineties and there was so (laughs) much of both. I mean, that's like the Venn diagram of bad music is, or or of uh, Christian music and uh, hair metal is like bad music. That's the Venn center. Um, And so it totally screwed up my algorithms, which I was really angry about. 
And so I have intentionally set out to cure my algorithmic problem on iTunes. And this is the problem with algorithms is they're making best guesses based on things that you're doing, but they don't understand the why behind what you're doing. Um, And so I I find this on YouTube too. Like your algorithms get screwed up when you're doing something very specific for a specific reason, but it's not like the thing that you care about actually. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I have how to, you know, fix a toilet in my YouTube algorithm. And I don't care about that um, just because yeah. I was trying to yeah. learn how to fix my sink or whatever. The same is right. true with iTunes, I can attest. Um, so I this is the first week I've been like intentionally for the last month really trying hard to right the wrongs of my algorithm in <laughs> iTunes. And this is the first week that I feel like uh, iTunes really nailed me. And um, nice, super excited because my week recommenda- recommendations have Brad Meldow, which is this jazz pianist that I really like, Willie Nelson, which, I mean, your neck of the woods. Uh, Bonnie mm-hmm. Raitt shows up, which is a lot of fun. But, hmm. um, but the opening... Uh, four or five songs are just perfect and have let me know that I've cured my algorithmic problem. Uh, nice. The new one by the Black Keys is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a track from Typhoon is there, which, as you know, is one of my favorite bands. Although their their most recent yep. album is is pretty pretty hard to get through. It is not light. Um, mm-hmm. there's one by S. Carey. I've not, I don't know who this person is. But the hmm. song is called Paralyzed, and I love it. Nice. Uh, there's some Catherine Joseph on there. And then there is uh, a, a track by Mondo Cosmo's uh, most recent album. And these five songs I have listened to the last couple of days just on repeat. Like, I'm like, I get to the end of the fifth one. I'm like, man, I want to start that over. Primarily because mm-hmm. I like the Black Keys so much. And then after the Black Keys play, I forget about everything until I'm about five tracks deep. And then I'm like, I want to hear that Black <laughs> Keys song again. So... Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about it. And I also heard that the Black Keys are coming to Northwest Arkansas. <gasps> I don't know when. And I'm afraid that we might be overseas when it happens. No. Right during the It's Italy the trip. worst. Yeah, it's oh, the worst. I'm, um, I'm sorry. But anyway, if if it's not, I'm going to try to get snag some tickets. Because, man, the Black yeah. Keys. That would be cool. I mean, could could there be better music? There probably could be. Have have you been to a live show since the pandemic clear, kind of cleared yes. up, so to speak? You have. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. but, but only recently. Um, two weeks ago, Amber and I went to see Jason Isbell in Fayetteville. He came That's to this right. little club you, called JJ's. You mentioned that in the last episode. Oh, man. It was so yeah. good. And I was talking about it the other day, nice. and, it, and it, I realized, and I think probably some of our older listeners will understand this reference like our our age and older um although Mm -hmm. you know you know bruce springsteen was a very particular type of musician and he was a little bit before us to be honest yeah he was i mean like he was my my dad loves him yeah 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 so he's probably 15 years 10 15 years ahead of us Mm -hmm. really as far as like his heyday um but I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know what? I think Jason Isbell's are Bruce Springsteen, but he's kind of doing it okay. from that. Like it's like that super Americana blue collar working class story mm-hmm. that he tells over and over again, but he's doing it from the Appalachians, which 
is just a different it's a it's the same but different story i love it sure i see the case you're making now that makes sense yeah, yeah. and i'm happy to um i'm happy to debate that with anyone uh <laughs> and i will sure. win that debate uh, well you are a lawyer um that's how confident i am uh, and and what you've said about algorithms is so true. I don't know if you guys have this problem like during the holidays when you play Christmas music and so therefore it thinks you like yes. that genre of music all the time. And it's like, no, no, no. I only tolerate that category of music when it's holiday focused. I don't like it all the time. Or um, when, yeah, exactly when you're showing your kids something and you're like, oh, shoot, now I've got weeks of work ahead of me. <laughs> that means yes, such a modern I know. problem. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> You would you would think it that they true. would be able to f- figure out that like, hey, if I'm only listening to hair bands for like the first forty seconds of a song, that doesn't mean <laughs> that I want to listen to hair bands for the next six weeks. Yeah, you actually don't like it. I mean, it's almost like a hate no. listen. Yeah, it, it's yeah, right. it's frustrating. I have some peppy music that I play. So um, at our school, we like all the students are the janitors of the school. They're all given a different area, so we have chore time at the end of class at the end of the school day. And I'm in charge of one section of the school. And I like to play peppy music to make it tolerable, you know, kind of as you do. And it's all just songs that I would never normally listen to where I just like hanging out with myself. And so it's like, you know, walking on sunshine and walk like an Egyptian and all these like total off the charts, cheesy 80s, 90s music. And it really messes with my algorithm. It's the worst. And uh, so my my the other thing that I get is lo-fi beats because sometimes I'll listen to those mm-hmm. um, when I'm working. And so I've actually thought about creating a Spotify account just for lo-fi beats so that I don't – That's a good idea actually. iTunes or my YouTube algorithm screwed up or just – I guess I could log out of YouTube and just search them <laughs> without being logged on and listen to them. I mean – we're talking about this as though it's not still a modern day miracle that we even have access to every song on the planet that's ever been created at our fingertips. And it's still amazing. You know, um, we we were children of the day when you had to like listen to the radio station all day to hear the song you wanted and you had to hit record hoping that the DJ didn't yes. talk over the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check this out. <laughs> this is hilarious. So uh, my son and I, Titus, well, there was this thing called family camp, which was essentially our school had a camp for the graduating for the high school and the actually the entire school. We they all went out to Oklahoma, spent the night. Titus, my ten year old, did not want to spend the night. So what we did was we drove there two hours away. We spent the whole day and then we drove back. And on the way back we left at like nine and he was super hungry. So we stopped at this like Oklahoma snack shack. You know the place, right? Like you can only order at the window, but there are picnic tables out front. Yep. And, um, and it was very, very country. I'll just say that. And, uh, so imagine it, you know, and, and we, we order our food and we sit down and we're waiting for it. Um, because snack shack burgers, I mean, they're not, that's not fast food per se, if you know what I'm saying, it takes them about five minutes to cook those things. So right. we sit down and the radio is playing, which is so anachronistic, right? Because like everywhere you go now, they play something from spot. They have a Spotify or a, iTunes right. channel going or something. So we sit down and we're, and we're listening and they say 101 the tornado or you know whatever. <laughs> and he was yeah. like what the heck is there a tornado coming? And, and maybe it was a twister, I don't remember, but I was like no. And I, so I had to walk him through cuz he's 10. I had to walk him through this whole 
like, listen, there are all these dials on the radio channel and you can sort of cycle <laughs> through them and they all have to have these call names and sometimes they're named, you know, Kisser or sometimes it's like the <laughs> Twister. Um, and he was uh-huh. like, that's weird. You grew up like that? So, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> what a shame. It's oh, so weird. That's funny. Anyway. So my grandpa, I mean, I don't want to rabbit trail too much more um, and I don't know too many details beyond what I would tell you, but my grandpa was a radio DJ in Oklahoma. Um for most of my dad's childhood. And so he was the morning show host. So he was like the popular one because, you know, morning was the time to listen to the radio. And uh, so my dad has stories of listening to his own dad on the radio. And his dad was pretty Mm. conservative when it came to this newfangled rock music and Beatles with their long hair. So he would call in and make requests and his dad would flat out say no. And, uh, you know, he he tells stories of having to listen to his dad on the radio on Christmas morning, waiting for him to come home so they could then do Christmas when, you know, at the 11 o'clock hour or whatever it is. So, yeah, the whole radio DJ thing is a dying breed. Um, but it was a big deal, you know, for a good chunk of the 20th century. Deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. Yeah. And now it's all done by algorithm. So, Tish, I guess segueing, seguing, as some say, mm-hmm. uh, tell me, what are you reading? Oh, all right. So I am reading a book that, you know, I I don't know how you feel about, well, no, I know you love short stories. I love short stories too. Mm -hmm, Um, Right now, I had just finished a couple books for my class and I am working my way through a novel just for me. And I so look forward to starting it in two days, or not starting it, but continuing it in two days when I'm done with grading. But in the meantime, short little snippets of texts be it short stories or nonfiction, or where it's at when it comes to like having something on your nightstand when life is crazy. So there is a new book that just came out at the beginning of this month called Learning the Good Life. And it's mm. the subtitle is Wisdom from the Great Hearts and Minds that Came Before. And it is edited by a friend of mine, Jessica Hooten Wilson, um, mm. and Jacob Stratman. And it is a collection of old stuff, but the best parts of them, like the excerpts, along with like a little intro, along with like reflection questions. So it sounds a bit like, it sounds a bit devotionally, but it's not at all. In fact, I'm going to use this in one of my classes next year as a text. So you've got this really great stuff and and it's um, organized chronologically. So the first part is 450 BC to AD 600. So you've got Lao Tzu, Confucius, Plato, Seneca, Augustine, all these great thinkers. And it's just clips of their writing, like on the shortness of life from Seneca, the allegory of the cave from Plato. And it's just a really nice way to get your hit of like, I want to read something meaningful and rich and that has stood the test of time, but I do not have the man, you know, the brain power right now to Mm. get into all of it with a highlighter and really, you know, really deep dive into it. This is just enough to get you the gist of what these important texts are saying. Um, with smart people, mostly professors, I believe, that give you a little intro to prep you for what you're about to read, along with some personal reflection so that it's actually a text that applies to your modern life and isn't just like, well, that was great. I can now say I read that. But it's like, no, these are, you know, this is something that actually can relate to me, even though this is really old, even though it's Shakespeare. Um, and it ends all the way. The la- It has Marilyn Robinson and Wendell Berry as the last two um, 
writers, and it is just delightful. And it's got all mix of people and cultures and time periods, and I highly recommend it, not just for teachers, but for just human beings. So it's really good. Yeah. And you're going you're gonna to put that in the show notes. I most definitely am. And I'm going to put it as a reminder because we haven't talked about it in a, in a couple months. I have all of the books that we have recommended in one little area at bookshop.org, which is a small way you can support the show. But yes, it is going to be in there and it's going to be in the show notes of this episode. So it's a really great book, especially I, I would think at the start of the summer. Like if you want to read smart stuff, but <laughs> you know you're not going to have the ability to read all the smart stuff from cover to cover, it's a good way to do it. Yeah. I love it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm going to get it. It is great. All right. So, Seth, how about you? What are you reading these days? Well, I just finished the Will Store book that I've been talking about on the show um, about the storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. And it has taken me forever because I just, I'm like squeezing work in and all the gaps. And so I have really had a bad reading month and I'm really sad about it. But I'm about to uh, start Anthony Doerr's book. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have the book I was talking I about. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what book? That's the book you were talking about. Cloud Cuckoo Land? Oh, the novel. Cloud Cuckoo Land? Yeah. Yeah. That's the novel I was talking about, the one that I can't wait to dust back off in, in like two days. So that's yeah. okay. Well, we'll be reading at the same time. So that'll be good. We'll have to compare notes on we the will. show. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, I mean, I think we both, we're both huge fans. I'm extremely uh, tired and I think I just need something. That's like inspiring. And I know that every time I pick yeah. up his, his work, it's inspiring. Even if it's, you know, not exactly what I want in the moment, it's inspiring right. uh, before yes. I'm finished yes. with it. So I'm super right. excited about it. Um, and, and outside of that, I mean, I'm reading a lot of wall street journal. Does that count? <laughs> you know what? It counts because it's the kind of month that this is where you just read what you have to read. Is it for pleasure or for work? Or both. Well, you know, listen, it, it, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I, I um, f- for part of my work, I like to keep my sort of finger on the pulse of what's happening in the economy because it actually influences one line of my business, and so I try to to really pay attention to the economy. So that's one thing. But two, like, man, we're all just in this kind of place where it's t- tough man, you know, inflation yeah. is high. And, um, you know, every, I told somebody last week, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm like necessarily making any more money, but I'm definitely working more. Right. Because inflation's mm-hmm. eating up the additional money. Um, and <laughs> uh-huh. it sucks, but that's where we are sort of as a country right now. And, and I'm looking at, at yeah. mortgage rates because we're about to build and, all of these things. And so, yeah, sure. These are all like great timing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like all first world modern problems and you know, whatever, yada, yada. I get it. But by the same Mm -hmm. token, it's problems that we all have. So, um, so I'm actually spending a lot of time studying the economy right now. And, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and that kind of dovetails, uh, with this book, hold on. I know nobody can see this except for you, but remember when we talked right. about the changing world order by Ray Dalio, mm-hmm. that book? Yes. I've actually, so, I kind of went on a deep dive of his YouTube videos. He's a great thinker. I like him a lot. He is a great thinker. He is a great thinker. And mm-hmm. he is saying some 
it's really like starting to come together now too for him. His predictions are sort of starting to come together. Um, Now Mm -hmm. I don't think his most drastic predictions are coming together, nor do I think they will come together. That's just my opinion, but he's much smarter Mm -hmm. than I am and he's a billionaire. So probably knows what he's talking about. Um, (laughs) But I, I have sort of also been revisiting the changing world order. I've looked through all my tabs over the weekend to just sort of figure out what's aligning right now with what he said. Um, I guess last year and, and what we're seeing in the market right now. So um, so I'm also doing some of that reading too. So it, it feels a little bit more technical than I typically prefer, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is also why I think some of my own writing has been probably a little yeah. less creative than I typically would prefer. Um, I've got mm-hmm. a short story that's like sitting there and I've been working on it for a long time and then I sort of veered to the left. So anyway. Yep. I've been life. in that exact same mindset where your writing reflects your reading and vice versa. Yeah. And there are just seasons whenever it's utilitarian. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's – No. That, you know, these things are a form of – I mean, they're tools for formation. So we're becoming people that we're meant to be uh, – well, hopefully, right? Um, yeah, hopefully. And so the, the ideal is that they will – uh, influence our creativity for good so that when yeah. you do get to publishing that short story, it'll be even better because you read the wall street journal and Ray Dalio, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it all can, it, hopefully it all connects. It should all connect. Um, right. and in fact, some of the stuff that D- Dalio said does connect with the short story that I'm writing about dystopian futures. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, there you go. It's, a, it's a real thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So that brings us to the next category, Tish. What are you watching right now? It is very unconventional, my my little addition to this list, because it's not something you watch for entertainment, although it's well produced. So it, it's it's beautifully done. And that is no small thing. But I am watching this video series put out by Abigail Favalli. I don't know if you know who she is, but she is I do not. a... She's a writer and thinker I've, and a professor at George Fox uh, in Oregon, though I hear she's moving and has a new gig somewhere soon. Um, I really like how she thinks. She has a really interesting backstory of being an evangelical and then eventually becoming Catholic, but being very much a hardcore feminist. And so what does that look like as a Catholic? And so she has a free video series out like for anybody to watch, and it's called um, Cultivating Catholic Feminism. So she gets into... What does it look like whenever both of those words can be really defined in a million different ways? And personally, this has been very edifying for me because, well, subscribers to my Substack know that I recently put out a piece answering the many questions I have in my inbox about why I converted Mm. in 2021. Mm. And I didn't Mm. want to create this like long treatise because there isn't one, you know, there's like 1200 tiny little reasons or or not so tiny reasons. But one of them that I have not yet written about because I'm still letting it work its way into my brain is um, the dignity of women and Mm. the role women have. And I remember back when I was still in the discernment process, actually talking to you and Amber, like, how do you reconcile with this idea of women in the church? And I don't remember if it was you or Amber that talked about that. um, One of the great things about the Catholic church is that the highest person, you know, is not a priest, is not a parish priest. It's saints. The saints are, are elevated, you know, as are 
beacon and our role models. And so um, anyway, not to digress, but she's got a really great, somewhat shortish video series out. Um, it's it's fully gets into people's personal stories. So it's very story driven. It's not just like a lecture series. Um, yeah. It's well produced. It's enjoyable. I'm going to have Tate watch it over the summer. Um so it's it's great. So I'll put a link in the show notes. And I would argue that this is for anybody. I mean, first of all, it's for men and women. It's for people who are intrigued with the church, except their big question mark is, yeah, but what about women? And it's also for people who like s- some of the tenets of feminism, but are also quite confused about some other ones, um, because yeah. she does a great job of explaining how these two dovetail beautifully and are kind of as Christ intended. So I know that's not exactly as fun as like a great show on Disney plus or whatever, but um, I highly recommend this series and I'm about halfway through. I haven't finished it. It could turn out not as great as I hope it will, but I don't think it will based on what I've watched so far. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. I get that question all the time. In fact, I got that question not too long ago from an Anglican Mm -hmm. uh, woman who just said, like, how do you square these things? And as if, like, I have the answer for that as a (laughs) 44-year-old white dude, but whatever. Um, But that's that was kind of the same thing that I said is, like, hey, look, when you look at, one, when you look at the history of the saints, that's one thing. Two, um also like when you just walk around the church and you look at who's who who's who's doing like amazing work of things like faith formation um you know like our the person who runs our RCI is a woman and and i right. mean th- Same with ours. Th- there's really yeah there's really good work being done by men and women um and by the way by you know not just white men and women either Um, in the church, uh, in the Catholic church. And so that's one of the things that makes me extremely happy. And then, you know, people ask me about the priesthood stuff all the time and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to get into that. So that's just another conversation (laughs) maybe for another day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so this is a great tool, honestly, to point to people, well, first of all, just for our own edification and then to maybe use as a thing to say like, hey, she explains it really well. This woman, Abigail Favalli, she has her PhD in women and gender studies before she became Catholic. So she was very progressive about the idea of feminism beforehand. And she grew up super conservative evangelical and like shunned all of that. And now Mm. she kind of found this, the Venn diagram of, of her interests and I don't know, her gifts. And, and so this is her thing. This is her topic that she explains really well. So big thumbs up to her work. That's awesome. All right. Way to go. Yes. So, uh, do you have anything that's a little more entertainment driven for the watch category? Well, I mean, it is entertainment driven, but, but there are actually two things. I actually, it's, it's funny that you asked that. I, you know, they're both sort of culty too. So there's that. Um, so I was away working on a story with an author and it's a very, very dark story. Um, and so in the evenings, like, you know, we would finish working around nine and I was just like so exhausted, but I couldn't sleep because the work was so heavy. So, um, I started watching Inventing Anna. Do you know this story? No, I don't know nothing about it. Oh my gosh. It's a Netflix series. It's about a Ah. woman who was in her twenties and moved to New York and literally like just pulled one of the largest cons 
uh, in socialite, New York socialite history. And it is a total, hmm. total 100%. Like the target demo for this is like 25 to 40 year old women. But I will uh, tell you, it is very entertaining. <laughs> so is it um, a true story or based on? It's true story. It's based on true story. And, okay. and in fact, my favorite character in that is named Neff and and Neff mm-hmm. is based on a real character named Neff Davis who lived in mm-hmm. uh New York City and and literally was 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 one of the confident dons of this um faux socialite. So it's a really fascinating story. It touches on the fire festival. Um there are oh, some wow. connections to like modern uh you know you know bro you know, cat uh, culture, uh, uh, startup culture. It's just yep. super fascinating and and really hilarious and and pretty funny too. And the main actress, the 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 leading actress who plays uh, the reporter, is the little girl from My Girl. I say little girl. She's now older oh than gosh. us, but it's the woman right, from My. Probably, I kept watching it. I was like, that's cool. She looks so familiar. And then I looked back and I was like, oh. That's the person from My Girl. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. The other thing that we're watching, though, and this is the ser- more serious one that Amber and I are watching, is uh, okay. Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the book is amazing. It's a John Krakauer mm-hmm. book about the fundamentalist Mormon uh, movement um, with plural wives and the whole nine yards. And these two fundamentalist Mormons who murdered... Uh, just a slew of people, I guess a couple of people, a few people. Um, but anyway, I've read the book three times. That's how much I appreciated the book. I also understand wow. that some of our Mormon brothers and sisters take exception to the things that are sort of written mm-hmm. in the book. I totally get it. You know, it would be like if somebody wrote a book about Catholic sex abuse, I would be like, yeah, well, probably, you know, take some of that with yeah. a grain of salt. And then here's the stuff that right. you really need to know, you know. Um, yep. and, and primarily it's the historical stuff. Like when you're trying to connect the present with what happened 200 years ago or whatever, um, the connections can be a little flimsy and, and I get that. And, that. and I think that's what I'm saying about like, if someone were to write that book today and then try to connect it back to the 1500s, I would be like, well, come on, um, right. to some degree right. anyway. So, so there's some of that, which you, you kind of have to side eye. But uh, Andrew Garfield is the lead in the show, and I really he like does. Him. Man, he does such a good job. Like he's embodying this detective character who is struggling with this 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 idea of faith and doubt, um, and and how the worst parts of a faith can actually lead you into doubt. But that doubt mm-hmm. can somehow strengthen your resolve to do the right thing, and and I think that's again, I mean, not to just like bang this the the, the Catholic drum, but like the worst parts of what we see in the Catholic Church, but in the Evangelical Church too, right? With abuse mm-hmm. allegations, narcissism, and the Evangelical Church uh, coming out, you know, it seems like almost every day. Um, the, these sorts of events should make us stop and pause and doubt some very significant things about our faith, but they should also give us the resolve to say, even in my doubt, I'm going to struggle forward to do the right thing and be in the right place and heal the broken and all those things. And he's, he's really embodying that character. Well, so I highly, highly recommend under the manner of heaven. 
Very cool. I'm going to have to suggest that as our as an upcoming watch. We struggle with finding good things to watch these days. Kyle and I, I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've told you this before, but um, just because like when we finally get around to watching something, just the two of us were too tired to. Um, but we're at that weird stage where some of the stuff we would want to watch, we could watch with like two thirds of our kids, but not all the kids. Yeah. So it, it yeah. gets tricky. So uh, it is. It is tricky. Yeah. You cannot watch Under the Banner of Heaven with your kids. I would assume as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a just us thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty dark. But but again, mm. I mean, it's it's well worth. I would highly recommend it to anyone who's who's listening along. All right, good to know. We'll put it in the show notes. All right. All right. So I guess that wraps it up. Do you have a potpourri? Do you have anything else you want to recommend or shout out? You know what? The only thing I'm going to say that maybe we can get into in another episode is I started using lists on Twitter after many years of forgetting that they exist. Mm, And it makes it a much better place. And I know maybe when you dip your toes back into Twitter, if you do, um, we can talk about that more. But oh my gosh, it's so much better just to like, I'm going to go to these three lists and then call it good for the day. And I don't have to sit there and see all the awful cesspool of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I've been using lists. I've been using lists mm-hmm. for years and I okay. very much, very, very much recommend it. Much better. Yeah. It, it and makes I also kind of miss Twitter. So that's, there's that. We can talk about that later, but yeah. 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 That'll be a future episode, I think, before we break for the summer. Absolutely. Anything else you have? Any final toss in the mix? No, I think the only other thing that I would toss in the mix is that everyone needs to go to uh, somewhere, their local shop, somewhere or somewhere regionally that serves Onyx Coffee and get uh, (laughs) some of their most recent uh, beans because I don't know what they're doing, but I'm just telling you, this is of a different character. So go order some Onyx Coffee. Go to your local uh, coffee shop that roasts or that that sells it, and grab you a cup. It'll change your life. That's a. I mean, man, they are lucky to have you as a dedicated customer because you just gave them a lot of free advertising there. So, I'm just saying, uh, it'll change your life. It yeah. will. I'm not even joking. Cool. I believe you. Good coffee will do that. All right. Will, it is time to wrap up this chat. You can find this episode as well as all episodes at a drinkwithafriend.com. If you like the show and what we're doing here, you can help keep it going by picking up the next round of drinks. You can find the link to do that in the show notes of this episode. And also, as a reminder, you get $250 off our Italy trip if you sign up by the end of this May. It's filling up, but there's still room for you. And it looks like a really fun trip. And by the way, a lot of you have questions in my inbox about this trip. And I promise I see them. I have not had a chance to answer them. It is the end of the school year. I do care. I promise I care. I will get to you as soon as I can. Um, But we would love to have you. All are welcome. Uh, You can find me and how to connect with me at tishoxenwriter.com. Seth, how about you? They can find me at sethhaines.substack.com. And hey, thanks for everybody who's joining me up over there. It's been a little bit of an inflow over the last couple weeks, and I really appreciate it. I'm so glad to hear Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. Editing is by Kyle Oxenreiter. And I am Tish Oxenreiter with Seth Haynes. We will be back here with you very soon. Thank you so much for listening. 